4: Oh, good evening, everybody, as we're broadcasting live from the tirerack.com studios. Tirerack.com will help you get there on match selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. Sitting in for the boys tonight Bernie Fratto, Arnie Spanier, in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. Taking you through this Wednesday, twenty seventh day of December. Any big plans for New Year's, Bernie? But you're out there in Vegas. There's always something going on. There's big parties there. You know, Artie.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking about going to Jamba Juice, hanging out in Jamba Juice. You know, and uh, see <laughs> what, what t- see what's what.
4: <laughs> I mean, Mike. You have. I mean, the parties are probably expensive out there, but they're, yeah. they're a good time. Yeah. You know, I just read that yeah. if you wanted to go to a restaurant or uh, a hotel like Times Square. Um, you know, for New Year's it's like anywhere between five thousand and twenty five thousand dollars for the It day. can
2: be. It can be. I've actually got uh my wife and I will go to dinner New Year's Eve uh, at one of my favorite steakhouses and, and uh okay, uh it'll be it'll be four or five hundred bucks and it'll be worth every penny.
4: All right, I gotta ask.
2: By the by the way, just so you don't know, forgive me for jumping in. Pistons game average ticket price one hundred and fifteen dollars.
4: Yeah, no, no, yeah, I was going to get to that one hundred and fifteen dollars. No way I'm paying that for a team um, that had uh, that has two wins. That's that's not happening out there, Bernie. Um, You mentioned when you go to the steakhouse, do you first of all, well done, guy or no?
2: No, no, no. I like it red in the middle. Uh, a little no, red in the middle. No, light. no, 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 no. No? Well, no? Listen, to each his own. You're paying for it. Gotta be I just done. think you're crazy if you put if you put it. Listen, if you go to the kind of steakhouses we have here and, you, and that you have in New York and Chicago and the, the great cities, you've been to, all, been to all of them, okay? Peter Luger's, Ruth Chris, Morton's, you name it. You, you know, Capital Grill. Look, you're paying for a piece of meat. If you put A1 on a boot, it's Yes, I was about like to A1. ask you about that. Well, well, no, am I being rude? Oh. No, you're not at all. Here's the deal. I don't question what people put on their food. When I, when I, was, I was playing college baseball, a guy put ketchup on his eggs. We almost got into a fight. And I, why am I questioning what someone else eats? I don't, I don't care what you do. Here's the deal. But if you are paying for that great piece of meat, remember, whether you, whatever kind of sauce you put on it, like Worcestershire or ketchup, what Chris Webber did, or uh, A1, you could put A1 on, a, on an old boot, and it's going to taste like A1. So you're paying for that piece of meat, and you're denying what you're basically paying for just to get the taste of A1, which you could get at, a, at any steakhouse. Love A1. I'll, I do I'll too. Drunked up by do. the
4: bottle. Come on. I, okay, I do too. Yeah, but not not where I'm going. I don't put A1 on it. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't blame you. Um, also, real quick, I'm sure you heard by now there was a guy that bet a 14-team parlay. And all he needed was a Kevin or a McCaffrey touchdown to win about four hundred and eighty thousand dollars. He got the McCaffrey touchdown. Um, did you see that? That was incredible. Man. I
2: actually that that one slipped by me. I've often wondered if those are true. Yeah, or yeah. you're having some of these faraway places that book these goofy parlays where people, I you know, I call those shooting BBs at the moon bets or, you know, uh, in a haystack. You're crazy if you do that. I, have you, you ever know, been it's...
4: with anybody that's won a lot of money or had a big bet on, on – because Dave Portnoy um, from Barstool Sports said he's betting a million dollars or something like that um, on Michigan. That's going to be his biggest bet ever. Do you ever been with anybody that's bet – you don't have to mention names, but um, had a big ton on a game or what? Been around – a lot of guys have had hundred grand on a game. Yeah. That, that's pretty
2: big. That'd yeah, be... I, I think it's pretty big. Yeah, all right. So, no, no, nothing like what you're talking about there with Portnoy. Uh, I'm not sure why he likes Michigan. I, mean, I kind of like the other side uh, of that game. <laughs> but, uh, look, I, the number one rule of betting is is bankroll management. And I, we've talked about that, you and I, already you know, a thousand times. The minute you endanger your bankroll, look, the truth of the matter is, and they've done studies on this, 98% of people who bet get high making the bet, not winning the bet. It's an adrenaline rush. They and you know typically people who bet are upwardly mobile, often educated, make good money, normal lives. This feeds their competitive spirit. What it does is it enhances their viewing participation of a game, uh, and they put a you know they put a couple bucks on it, and it, they enjoy it. Uh, they're not trying to win. They can tell you they're trying to win. They're really not because. If the game's on TV, oh, you gotta bet it. Well, not if you are disciplined. You know, if you listen to my guy Bill Krakenberger, the Crack Man, he's on my show a lot. He's gonna come on Friday night. We talk about things like this. This can be fun and profitable if you treat it right. And you treat it like a business. You treat it right, it'll treat you right. Most people don't. You know, most people, we get up Sunday morning, they're hooked up to a blender, they're, they're determined to lose all their money before they fly back to Buffalo, and they do it, and they do it. And that's why every year... But that's a know? different
4: type of betting, you know? That's something that's, that's, yeah. that's
2: the vast majority of betters, though, and that's okay. That's okay. So I mean, how many professional gamblers are, are out there in Vegas? Well, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot of very sharp guys. Uh, there's a Friday night circuit contest. you some of the brightest minds in the world. They really know how to do this. And they use sophisticated math models and they understand power ratings. And they, do, they really do their research. And even the best of those guys, you know, they lose 40%, 45%, 43% of the time over the course of a year. You've got to be careful. I mean, you, you really do because... You're never going to have an edge against the sports book. You might think you do occasionally. You'll come upon some information if you're able to capitalize on it. But for the most part, the book is two steps ahead of the player.
4: All right. Uh, You want to get in? Like I said, a lot of tweets coming on in. So um, it's at Bernie Fratto. At Stinking Genius. One. You can also tell us where you're listening from. I'm always curious where uh, people are in the United States, outside. They're they're in the South, the East. You know, wherever you guys are, Uh, let us know and how you're listening. Also to us. Um, Let me get the some tweets, Bernie, because they're, they sure. are coming in. Uh, Rick, our buddy Rick Flair, says Russell Wilson has the worst contract of all time, and Denver's going to eat eighty-five million in dead cap money to make him go away. Wilson should be forced to repay eighty-five million with fifty percent interest. No, Wilson has a good contract, as a matter of fact. That's why he didn't want to go ahead and and redo it for any amount because he knows he's going to walk away with about what forty million, close to forty million yeah, dollars. Yeah, he's already he's
2: guaranteed to thirty uh, nine million next year whether he plays or not it's just if they had him on the roster the fifth day into the 2024 season he would be eligible to, for the other 37 million
4: Think well obviously they can't keep him around for that now what happens if he comes in um, because he's a backup and he gets hurt and they have to guarantee the extra uh 35 to 40 million dollars then they'll really be crying in their beer in denver well, because the, they'll have the, to why why put him as a backup then why even go ahead and put him in that position
2: well, that's a good question. Maybe he'll be the number three by game time. I don't. I'm not really sure. I because think- if
4: I'm number two and I go to win the game, I promise you, I'm getting hurt. I'm telling them I'm hurt, and then <laughs> I'm, I'm, why would, you have no choice. I, I got a concussion. I got a bad back. Look what you've done to me, and I'm taking eighty-five million dollars from you guys. You <laughs> it's like the three stooges. I got a week back. How long you had it? Oh, about a week back. Look,
2: I, I think that the, the biggest thing that that Denver has to lament, truthfully, and that you know, I heard someone reference the you know the the, the the gratuitous Herschel Walker trade come on now this is not that right no, I'm, I'm, but you, but when you consider Russell Wilson only went 11 and 19 in his Broncos career, and then not only guaranteed him $242 million, They traded five draft picks and three players. They, re, they, they departed with Drew Locke, who started games for Seattle. Noah Fant, who's been a, a very serviceable tight end. Shelby Harris is currently a free agent. But they lost their first-round pick in 22 and 23, two additional draft picks in 22, and an additional, uh, I think, fourth-round pick in 2023. That's a total of eight players for a guy who went eleven and nineteen mm. and ends very unceremoniously. I think that's the part that hurts oh, i think I think when when the dust settles here, uh you are going to see a lot of pundits come out of the woodwork and say this is one of the worst trades in history. i don't like to do that i i here's why Denver took a shot man they, they, you, It places your bets, it takes your chances uh, you know we were going to find out. And Pete Carroll, was it Pete Carroll or was it Russell Wilson? I guess it was more the the Legion of Doom defense and everything that went along with it. Although, you know, Russell's legacy is secure. You asked me earlier in the show, will he be a Hall of Famer? He's going to get Hall of Fame votes. Everybody forgets how prolific he was up until about three or four years ago. And Father Time is undefeated except for Tom Brady. Tom Brady (laughs) beat Father Time. There's some people who begrudgingly won't admit that, but they have other agendas.
4: By the way, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I'm getting a lot on Twitter. Uh, Let me go ahead and go to Scott. He says, the Lions back in the day lost something like 19 straight games. If you multiply it to an NBA season, the loss comes out to the equivalent of 95 straight games. So who's the worst Detroit team, uh, uh, Bernie, those Lions or these Pistons? You tell him.
2: Well, I think it's a toss up. It's like picking out your least favorite noodle in a plate of spaghetti. I mean look <laughs> the, look, I, I
4: remember in you know, I covered uh,
2: the lines from ninety eight to eight, there was a stretch where I believe they lost twenty three straight road games. And then of course they went zero and sixteen. What about the Tampa team that went zero and sixteen? That was 14. John McKay. They were zero and fourteen. Yeah, in nineteen seventy six, and then they came back in nineteen seventy seven. I think they started out zero and nine, and then they finally <laughs> they finally beat somebody. Then two years later, Doug Williams, they had him in the uh, NFC Championship game against the Rams, and. In 1979, but that was that, that was that classic John McKay quote. After they had lost like eight games in a row, a reporter says to him, what do you think you, of your team's execution? He says, I'm for it.
4: <laughs> I love that Charles loves us he goes absolutely five stars to these guys can we get these guys to show love every time Marty's on the air hilarious and insightful Bernie uh, matter of fact also very insightful too so he loves us both out there uh, thank you Charles we certainly appreciate you uh, do listening. Appreciate, appreciate that, that. yeah certainly. we certainly do appreciate that uh, also here's one that likes you Bernie and I don't think he's a big fan of mine uh, maybe the smartest man in radio Bernie Fratto's on the air right now uh, with a second additional man stinking genius. So I, I guess I'm the well, second additional man or what? Listen,
2: uh, I'm no dummy. I went to high school the full six years. I'm no dropout either. I went to <laughs> full six years. <laughs>
4: By the way, Paul says, uh, tell that weasel stinking genius to quit asking for comp freebies from all his Vegas contacts uh, to get him to the Vegas sp- uh, sphere and pay for once. I never ask you for, like, free rooms or anything like that now, do I, Bertie? I haven't done that to no, you. Know? No, 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 no. But you came out I, and you had
2: some free French toast, but I offered it. Yes, yes. And, and the only thing that shocked me, you put A1 on it. I was like, what's going what's <laughs> on? But he's, he's
4: already, he can do what he wants. Bertie, you know, I'm, I'm watching, we still have a bowl game going on, what is it, Texas A&M and Oklahoma State it was 31-23 at last check Oklahoma State with the ball, 2 or 3 left of the game, and Oklahoma State driving, so maybe they kick a field goal and end this game, it's first and ten so they'll chew up some more clock out there, um, but again does this happen every year where we're like hey, we got the semifinals coming up I think we're going to be more pumped when we have 12 teams in there, but we have, a, we have some great semifinals coming up, it's It's like we completely forgot about
2: them, you know? Well, we do have superb matchups, and I've said all along this is not a playoff. It's what I call the made-for-TV invitational because there's a flaw, a a a fundamental flaw that out of five power conference teams, one conference champion is going to be left out every year. So that's a flaw. And this year, they, you know, look, I have actually defended the committee for for a couple reasons. Uh, they stayed true to their bylaws. They were able to take into consideration the unavailability of key players that could affect the performance. So, if you're telling me that Florida State was as good with their quarterback or without their quarterback as they were, where they scored 20 less points a game, 200 yards less a game, all those stats, and I get that people don't want that argument. The minute though that Georgia, with the number one team, got beat by Alabama, you weren't going to leave out the SEC champion who would won 14 of the last 20 championships in five right. of the last six texas beat alabama how could you leave them out then you had two undefeated par five teams so it's a very unfortunate situation and even though yes florida state was deserving nowhere in the bylaws is the word deserving anywhere nowhere in the bylaws or the protocol is the word undefeated anywhere so we're left with two very good matchups I think B- Bama's going to beat Michigan. Michigan had major trouble running the ball against Iowa. They had a five-yard drive, a six-year drive. They relied on three turnovers and a long punt return, and all they could get were field goals. Michigan is very pedestrian off- on offense. They are Their passing attack is not great. Chris Peterson talked about this, how their first nine games, J.J. McCarthy was playing... It was averaging like 220 yards a game. And then the last four, he's like 114. Well, they started to play real teams like Penn State, Ohio State, and Iowa. Right, right. Right. You know, I I think the first three weeks, they played like Harvey Thor School of Trucking and our sisters (laughs) of uh, uncontrollable flatulence in a doubleheader, all all in Ann Arbor. And i got to tell you, Bama, listen, the thing about Bama, if Michigan gets them down, they better keep them down because five of Alabama's wins have been in the fourth quarter. And I think their defensive front seven is going to show something to Michigan. bamas they might not have the first-round wide receivers, but they got speedy wide receivers. And Michigan always struggles against uh, mobile quarterbacks. I think Jalen Miller will have a good day. The other game, I think, is really a toss-up. I think Washington's receivers are going to give Texas' defensive uh, back, backfield fits. So uh, I, I think I, I, I can't pick a winner in the Texas-Washington game, but I do like Alabama.
4: Uh, by the way, uh, also, Woody chimes on in and joining the show tonight from Wisconsin. Love great sports talk radio. Bravo, guys. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin going through some tough times with their sports up there, with their basketball team. You know, my niece goes to Wisconsin. I gave her the big... Really? She's a manager? Arizona. Yeah. was a Wisconsin, great school. After Arizona beat Wisconsin by, like, 50 for a little payback there, Bernie. You know what I mean? So we had to go ahead and give it to them. But, yeah, they're going through a little bit of a uh, tough time. No no doubt about that, my friend. Uh, if you want to get in, at Bernie Fratto. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. By the way, is the Alabama-Michigan game really the championship game? Because whoever wins not that game will win the championship? or Not,
2: what? not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, I think Texas, if, if, if all four teams bring their A game, I think Texas wins it. All, But you just don't know. Balls can bounce funny. You never know who's going to do well on the big stage. Not really a big Sarkeesian guy. Got all the faith in the world of Nick Saban. This team is far more dangerous than people realize. But when I saw Kalen DeBoer's team push around Oregon in the trenches here in Las Vegas to beat them a the second time in a row, wow. We, you said it, Arnie, a minute ago. We've really got some dynamite matchups. But the 12-team playoff can't get here soon enough. because Oh, you're not
4: we're gonna... not going to have this problem next year when we have the 12-team playoff, right? That's right. not going to happen.
2: Dallas, I, I check that. Uh, Alabama has a couple players to really watch. They got an outside linebacker named Dallas Turner. Uh, Dallas Turner, he's a big disruptor and he's a tremendous pass rusher. He can change the complexion of a game. He's a game wrecker. And uh, you know, we'll see if Michigan can run the ball with Blake Corum. I I don't. I think
4: Michigan's in trouble. I just do. Uh, I don't know why Portnoy loves them so much, though. So to bet a million dollars, not like he just wants to bet on them. He wants to bet like the most ever. So I'm, I'm a little confused about that. Any big changes you think we'll get in these games? Line changes in the next couple days or what?
2: It's been pretty steady. Yeah, I've that. Uh, what's interesting that. is Michigan. Are they getting a lot of up? money
4: coming in or what?
2: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes, the handle will be huge. Uh, Michigan opened up as a two-point favorite, and Bama money came in. It got down to one. There were some pick-em in some shops. There was some thought, actually. That before the game kicked off, Bama would be a favorite, but that hasn't been the case. It's pretty steady. Michigan one and a half, and Washington uh, catching four and a half against Texas. I'd be inclined to grab the points with Washington. I think they're they're scary, but I also think Texas is very scary as well. Washington's got three wide receivers that are all going to play in the NFL, and I think Michael Penix is a uh, is a first round draft choice. And look, as you well know, Arnie, the games are won in the trenches. Washington has maybe the best offensive line in the country. So. I'll tell
4: you what we'll do when we, when we get back. What we'll do next is we'll go down to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and we'll talk to Ryan Fowler. Does a talk show down there in Tuscaloosa. I got a feeling they talk a lot of Alabama football, so we'll go ahead and get to him next. By the way, winter is here. L.A., that means more rain. In Vermont, that means more of everything. Sleet, slush, snow, ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has those tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, dedicated winter tires, just go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide to get that personalized tire recommendation. Now, the right tires for how, what, where do you drive? Choose from the full line of General Tires, Ship fast and free to you, or to over 10,000. Did you hear what I said? 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installations available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring the new tires to you at home or work and install them right there on site. That's a game changer. So Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their general test results and their special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. But what you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the The Grey depression, anxiety, so now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it, give it words, listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: All right, live at the TyRac.com studios. Bernie Fratto, Arnie Spanier you're in for the guys. Jason Smith and his. Best friend, Mike Harmon, right out to our guests. Looking forward to this. You can check him out at the Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama during the afternoons of 2 to 6. I believe that is central time out there at the Tide. It's our buddy, Ryan Fowler. How you doing, Ryan? And by the way, are you still shocked that you made it into the 14th uh, playoff? You, you must have still been surprised that you got on in. We'll have to punch up Ryan. Know. There you go. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry I didn't hear you. There we go.
3: No, you're fine. I I said I think that's Nick Saban's best coaching job. And to be fair, um, you know, there's an idiot that does afternoons in Tuscaloosa. His name is Ryan Fowler. (laughs) I think he said this might be Nick Saban's worst team back after they (laughs) lost to Texas. And then a confirmation of that when Alabama played South Florida the way they did. But uh, I don't know who that idiot is, but – he was wrong. He was wrong. And uh, now he's having to eat crow. So, yes, I'm a little bit shocked that we were here. If you told me that I'd be in uh, L.A. covering the Rose Bowl uh, in, in September, I'd have said, uh, let me go get you to the cuckoo house because you would certainly belong there. <laughs> uh-huh. this, this team is it's fun to watch, though. I mean, this team has grown. And, uh, you know, they're a team that's on a mission. And uh, I think they've got one thing in focus, and that's to go win a national title.
2: So, Ryan, I, I covered the Wolverines for many years, uh, but I like uh, Alabama in this game. The question I have for you is, of all the teams you saw in Alabama's schedule, and let's give them their props, and went undefeated in the SEC, of all the teams you saw them play this year, which of them, if any, reminds you most of Michigan?
3: I think it's Georgia. I think it's Georgia and and. I don't, I'm trying not to be like David Pollack, where, you know, I'm trying to provide bulletin board material. But it, it's almost like, and you tell me if you agree, I think Michigan is a poor man's version of Georgia. Uh, it, it looks like Georgia kind of runs that physical brand. They know what they want to do. And listen, when Alabama played Auburn, uh, they they really gashed them for a lot of rushing yards. But Alabama cleaned that up against Georgia and just almost shut it down. So it's like Auburn exposed them. They fixed it against Georgia. If they continue that trend and offensively um, – It's you know. Do they really see anything like Jalen Milrow uh, in in the Big Ten? I I would say no. No. But I don't. But I don't cover it every day. You know, I don't cover it like you know you guys at the national level or even those uh, you know at the at the local level. So you look at Michigan. You know, it's like, what's your backup plan when you get hit in the mouth? And if Alabama is able to stop that rushing attack. What's Georgia going to? Excuse me. What's Michigan going to counter with? Georgia tried to do some things with the wide receivers. I don't know if Michigan has the athletes to stretch Alabama and to force them to get out of the box.
6: Yeah,
4: yeah. By the way, what what do you think about Milrow? I mean, there was a lot of people that were anti him when he came on in. You know.
3: Well, let me say this: I've watched this young man grow, and. I'm a Heisman voter, okay, and and I did not vote him number one, so you guys don't you know throw stones at <laughs> me yet. But I did vote him third. Uh, I voted Michael pinnock second, and 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 I voted uh, the winner uh, at number one, uh, Jaden Daniels. So, but are but you I, allowed I to tell this. us that?
4: I don't think you're allowed to tell us that.
3: Well, I can't after they submit the vote. Oh, okay, um, okay, yeah. yeah. Up until the, the vote, we have to we sign a confidentiality agreement. But then once the vote is released, but there was forty five other people that voted. Milrow third. I've just watched him grow as a player. I have watched him grow as a person. Um, he, he has been an absolute honor to 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 talk with in the media, and I'm I'm biased because you know we have to do our job right. Sound bites are good for what you do, what I do. And he gives you all the sound bites you want. And a lot of the younger players, they're not sound bite worthy, right? But I've watched him develop into this this player that has just deserves respect. Uh, is he perfect? No. He's going to make mistakes. I saw him rattled against George in the early part of that game. It was a big stage SEC title game. That may be a question I've got here, right? When you get against, you know, a Michigan defense, when things don't go your way, how do you adjust? Um, but, but to watch him grow as a player and if he's able to be as mobile as we know he's capable of and listen, that George game was not his best game. I I would say that's probably a about a 70%. Jalen Milrow, not a hundred percent, but I think it's about a seventy because he missed a lot of throws. But if he's able to to connect on those, like we've seen him do, and stretch the field, um, I, I think this game really favors Alabama. Uh, and and I, I agree with uh, you guys. I, I think that you know it looks like Alabama uh, matches up with these guys pretty well.
2: Yeah, Ryan. Actually, I think Michigan's very susceptible to the pass. The only time they saw a serviceable passing attack was against Maryland and they moved the ball pretty well. And same with Ohio state who actually outgained Michigan, the story for a different day. Now, Alabama doesn't have the Amari Coopers or the Jerry Judies or the Jamison Williams in the past, but I actually think your receivers are speedier and more athletic than they've been given credit for. And that's going to give Michigan trouble. If Nick Saban is willing to open things up, do you think he'll be willing to open things up against this Michigan team?
3: I do. I do. And a matter of fact, we'll get a chance to talk with Tommy Reese coming up uh, tomorrow. And, you know, th- look at the Georgia game. And, and I hate to keep reference to that game, but it's the last game that Alabama played. We saw them add more wrinkles in that offense than probably in any of the games, you know, in the, in the last month of the season. Uh, and even when Alabama was trying to take the clock away, Go back and watch that final drive. Punch it up on, you know, your favorite, uh, you know, DVR, and watch that final couple of minutes because they went aggressive. And when you go aggressive, when you know that you're, you know, you're only at that point had to lead by three points because George had just scored. They ran some plays that I haven't even seen all season. So they were comfortable in running those plays. So to answer your question, I think they're gonna they're gonna make. Um, you know, Michigan defend all 53 yards, and they're going to stretch you. Uh, because, as you said, it, it's not like they see this brand of offense. Now, listen, Alabama can also be physical, too. you got to keep oh, in of mind. Course. This offensive line is the biggest in college football and the biggest in football in general, right? It's bigger than any of the guys in the NFL. They average 340 across the front. So they can line up and pound it, too. And they've got a ton of of running backs and and guys that we haven't even seen. There's five stars on the bench. They're just waiting for an opportunity. So, yeah, that one two punch. I'm not sitting here just trying to praise Alabama, but trust me, guys, um, I wouldn't have spent all this money to come out to LA if I thought Alabama was going to get hammered.
4: By the way, do you uh, do you want Texas again in the finals? And if you play Texas, do you beat them this time or do you get your butt kicked again?
3: You know, I'm not I'm not comfortable saying that Texas is going to win. And I know they've got a, probably a big listing audience. Um, I think Alabama fans in Tuscaloosa want Texas but revenge. But Texas, if you look at that game, Alabama has went one way, and Texas has really won another, right? That was almost like their peak. Now, that defensive front, coached by Bo Davis, which has spent a lot of time in Tuscaloosa. He came up in the Nick Saban system. Uh, That Texas defensive front's nasty. I wonder if they can protect Michael Penix. There's some yards to be made against that – Texas defense and that offense has really lost a lot of momentum but you know will Washington's defense be able to slow them if you ask me to predict right now I would probably say Washington beat Texas mm. um that, I, I could see I'm, that
2: happening I could what pass is past defense he is,
3: he is yeah. fun to watch man he's got a beautiful ball yeah it's it spins and i know those lefties were always biased to those guys but uh i voted him third last year on the heisman list he's done nothing but get better and i voted him second this year so it's uh he's he's a stud man he's fun to watch and um i'd love to see alabama you know get there but you know and also texas it would be a if they get there it would almost be like a home field game for them right i mean it's in houston it's uh so you know if you look at that from Alabama perspective I've tried to convince the Bama fans that they want to see Washington uh for ticket value I mean could you imagine what tickets will be in the, in the home state it whoa man yeah I'm glad I got a media it would,
4: pass it would it would be absolutely awesome Ryan always always a pleasure by the way you're in LA so did you do in and out Burger or Disneyland or, or no Rib, no no Lakers no, did you no. go to
3: the nude beach at least the nude beach No, no, no! I'm I'm not going to the nude beach. Okay, you know what my highlight of my trip to LA is? You guys ready? I'm coming to Fox Sports Studios to hang out with your buddy Arnie. I'm I'm not going to be on the radio. I'm just going to come hang out. You know I'm a radio guy, so I want to see the the luxury studios of Fox Sports Radio. I mean, we're an affiliate in Tuscaloosa, so I can see. uh, you know, I want to go see that. Forget about all those movie stars. I want yeah, to see Fox Sports Radio.
4: Don't you want to see
3: any celebrities while you're here running any of them or what? I mean, if you're in the studio, I'll see you. <laughs> I'm just having fun. but I'm going to Fox Sports Radio. I want to sure, see you. Uh, sure. Sherman Oaks is beautiful
4: this time of year, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, have a blast, man. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the game. We'll have you on again. You. Okay, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thank you, Arnie and
3: Bernie. You guys have a great day. Thank you. You Take care.
4: Ryan Fowler, everybody. The Tide, 100.9 down there in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We'll comment on a few things that Ryan had to say when we get back. First thing, though, Kevin Wyatt will go ahead and tell us what's trending out there, what's going on, KW.
6: Yeah, everything in college football tonight has gone final. As number 20 Oklahoma State finishes off Texas A&M in the Texas Bowl, 31-23 the final there. And USC wins the Holiday Bowl, 42-28 against number. 15 Louisville behind six. Yeah, six touchdown passes from redshirt sophomore Miller Moss, who started as Caleb Williams sitting out to prepare for the draft. Moss also had 372 passing yards as the Trojans cap off their season with a win after – was a struggle for them going down the stretch in November. Earlier today, West Virginia getting dunked in mayonnaise as they beat North Carolina 30-10 to in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. And Virginia Tech rolls to a 41-20 win against Tulane in the Military Bowl. In the NBA, everything has gone final as well in the association. Final score... <clears throat> In Orlando, as the 76ers take down the Magic, 112-92. Raptors over the Wizards, 132-102. Bucks beat the Knicks, 144-122. to Giannis with 32 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Suns over the Rockets, 129-113. to Kevin Durant, 27 points, 10 rebounds, 16 assists. Mm. Thunder over the Knicks, 129-120. Shea Giltress Alexander had 36.7 rebounds and 8 assists. And the Cavaliers edge the Mavericks, 113 to 110. And the big story of the day, Russell Wilson getting benched for the remainder of the season. Jarrett Stidham going to get the start for Denver for the final two games. Wilson will serve as the backup, however. That'll truly be in an emergency situation as he has a $37 million salary for 2025 that becomes guaranteed on March of 2024 if he's injured and can't pass a physical, so the Broncos putting him in bubble wrap to end the season. And the athletic Diana Rossini with a report out a few hours ago saying that Wilson expecting to be cut by the team in March and that for the past two months he's been starting knowing that they will most likely be going to move on from him after this season. And the Broncos reached out to Wilson's representatives in late October, explained that Wilson would lose the starting job, be made inactive for the rest of the season if he did not defer that injury guarantee trigger date that he has. And lawyers, including some with the Players Association, got involved but no changes made to the contract. And the Broncos never ended up telling Wilson if and when they'd bench him. He just played and this morning was informed that that, he no longer will be starting for them. So uh, interesting situation indeed over there in Denver. Back to you guys. Thank you, KW. By the way, did you know
4: that Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why you're with your Discover card, you get access 24-7 customer service as well as zero dollar fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at Discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Live at the com Studios. Bernie Fratto, Arnie Spanier you're in for the guys Jason Smith and his best friend Mike Carbon. Now I'm ready for the semifinal games after talking to Ryan Fowler. Now I'm pumped up about it, the bowl games. You know, these other bowl games, I'm just excited because Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma taking on Arizona because I went there and Plank went to Oklahoma. I mean, you know, he does the uh, sideline and the pre- and post-game show. But other than that, i got to get to these final four. I'm not uh, too interested in the other games out there.
2: Well, you know, the Alamo Bulls, the one we're all talking about, Arnie. You know, Arizona's a two-and-a-half-point favorite, right, against,
4: uh, against yeah. Oklahoma. Should... I, 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 I wish I could bet a million dollars on that. I think we take him to town. I think we go ahead and beat him by three touchdowns, Bernie. Yeah, the quarterback
2: transfer, Dylan Gabriel. So, anyway, look, uh, you mentioned it uh, about half an hour ago. This is really, I think, the most anticipated final four we've we've looked at in a while uh you know Cincinnati a couple of years ago they were a nice story but they didn't compete i know people were upset the TCU got on last year but i thought they were very deserving and i thought they were the better team than Michigan people hate when i say that but they won the turnover battle they outgained Michigan uh you know they every 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 metric they bothered Michigan with their speed but this year arnie i think you'd agree with me that if you looked at any of the four teams and you found out you woke up two weeks from now any of the four wanted You'd be you wouldn't be surprised, right? Is that right, fair? Right, I, right. Although I think Michigan's the least because Ryan Frowler brought up a good point. If you stop their run, they're in serious trouble. They they live and die by that run, and that's why I think they're in trouble against Alabama. But you look at the other game. We haven't talked about the other game much between between Texas and, and Washington. Texas probably does have the best front seven in college football, and they improved it against Alabama. But Washington, I think, might have the best offensive line in the country and when you got a heisman guy like michael Penix, who got very quite a bit of heisman consideration and he's going to be a first round pick and you got a wide receiver like roma dunze who's going to be he might be a first round pick in the national football league this is a team whenever they need to make a big play they make the big play they also got a good running back in dylan johnson so Texas is really going to have to bring their A game, I believe, to be able to keep up with Washington scoring wise because Texas's pass defense is not great. Although Washington's run game is not great. They're a little one-dimensional. So I think it's a great matchup. It could come down to, you know, the the proverbial turnover, maybe. I'm not sure. And the other thing too is Washington, no one ever talks about this, but they may if they can get to Quinn Ewers, if the, if Texas's offensive line Cannot protect Quinn Ewers uh, because it's going to take a real strong game from him to you know get that passing attack going and key their offense. They're going to have to keep yours upright, because in doing so, players can form, and Texas can get their speed players into space.
4: I want to get to some tweets when we get back. Also, who do you guys like uh, in the semifinals? You can reach us at Bernie Frato. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. We'll get to all that coming up next. We're sitting in for the guys tonight, Jason Smith and his best friend Mike Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
5: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Alright, we are live at the Tyrak.com
4: studios. Bernie Fratto Artie Spanier in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Taking you through this Wednesday out there, by the way, you want to get in, Twitter's the best way. At Bernie Fratto, at Stinking Genius1. Like Mark in Minnesota says, I was raised a Gopher fan, graduated from the University of Michigan in 1985, so I feel qualified when I say the rule of thumb is to always bet against Big Ten teams, Bernie, in a major bowl game. So that is Mark from Minnesota out there.
2: Well, I'm in
4: agreement with them. I mean, <laughs>
2: history tells us that, with the exception maybe of Ohio State, who pounded a very good Oregon team back in – 2015 won the national championship with a third-string quarterback. They did the same thing to the Miami Hurricanes back in 2002. But I went to nine straight Rose Bowls, and and every year Michigan and Bo Schembechler would come to town with, quote-unquote, the number one offense, they'd get their butt handed to them by USC or UCLA or Washington or Stanford or one-year Arizona State, 1987. Uh, when they had Jeff Van Raphorse for Cornell, You remember those days, oh, yeah, aren't you? So, absolutely, yeah. No matter who they played, they'd lose. And so he's not wrong because the philosophical approach to football they play in the Big Ten is just simply not the same as some of the certainly the West Coast schools in, in, in the South. Uh, and, you know, it's all about blocking and tackling. Play a ball control, field position game. Don't make mistakes. Don't blow assignments. Don't commit penalties. It's a game of attrition. Jim Harbaugh. For all the good things he's done at Michigan, and I'll give it to him now because he's beaten Ohio State twice, three times, excuse me, lost to him five, but beat him three, you know, won three straight Big Ten titles now. Give it up to him. But he's one in six in bowl games. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, uh, I I don't see that changing. Uh, you know, Ryan compared Michigan to Georgia. I think philosophically, Michigan would like to be that, but when they got on the field of Georgia two years ago, it was over before the seats were warm. Georgia ran roughshod over them. So you know, Michigan is going to play a ball control, field position game. They're going to run Blake Corum left, Blake Corum left, fake left, go right. I mean, come on, it's the same thing you're going to see. And uh, if they could get a turnover or two or hang around, we'll see what happens. But Michigan's really stepping up in class here against Alabama. So any
4: other bowl games you're looking forward to other than the semifinal games? I mean, I look at New Year's Day. I'm looking at Liberty and Oregon. I'm like, how many people going to watch Liberty uh, get clobbered by Oregon out there? I mean, it, uh, any other games you're looking forward that to? That is really an interesting matchup. Jamie Chadwell comes over
2: from Coastal Carolina, and Liberty, and that, of course Hugh Freeze left and went to Auburn. Right. But And that's like one of those games where – you say okay. You put up big numbers. You want to get on the field with big boys. Here's your chance. Right. Be exactly. careful what. Be careful what you wish for. Right. Hawaii in
4: be... Georgia. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly.
2: that was in 2008. She's. Hawaii had to fly like sixteen hours to play that game. <laughs> that was the game to see. That was a matched Stafford team. They were supposed to win the national championship. They lost three games that year, but yeah, Hawaii ended up getting wiped out. I'm kind of interested to see uh, Missouri play Ohio State, and I and I think I think Ole Miss with, with with you know their offense and Penn State could be could be a good matchup. But you know, let's face it, it's it's all down to the the semifinals. And now here, boy, you talk about the irony. Florida State's quarterback Tate Rodeman, or he put himself in the transfer portal. So now he's not going
4: to play against Georgia. So, What do you think about all these kids opting out, Bernie? That's, that's going to be a big problem in the future. You know what I mean? It's the new reality. It's the new reality. Forget
2: the Wild West. It's more like Battle of Baton. You're free agents every year, and they go to the highest bidder, and they go where they think they can play right away. And... Uh, it's it's a player's league now they just want a temporary injunction in court so now you can transfer if you've transferred twice it's no longer just transfer once so uh, listen this 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 is the reality of where we're at and the question will be is does it work that'll be the question that'll be needing to be answered in the next five years you saw what texas a&m with their amplify program and the 30 million dollars they committed that didn't buy them a winner so it will remain to be seen how this wild West new uh, way of recruiting and building rosters works. the proof will be on the field.
4: Yeah, I mean it's mostly these ball games now are for the next generation or they're not the the next uh, up and comers, the freshmen and stuff like that. you know what I mean absolutely yeah you're yeah. you're right all right uh, Bernie uh, three hours are in the books. The bonus hour though is coming up next. So if you want to get in for the bonus hour, at Bernie Frato, at Stinking Genius 1. Got to start looking at Week 17 games because there's some real big ones out there. So we'll take a look at that. Mark Medina's going to go ahead and stop on by. Got to take a look at what's on the hard court. Plenty coming up here on Fox Sports Radio.